Once, before the age of streaming, there was a place called Blockbuster Video, and it was the only place you could get movies. That was it. That was the only place. I mean, there were other ones, but look, it was Blockbuster Video, and if you were running late and you didn't want any more late fees, you had to go and drop it in the Blockbuster Quick Drop. Blockbuster Film School. Blockbuster Film School. Quick Drop. All right, and uh, welcome back from commercial. If you're just joining us, Super Producer Brian Taps was telling us about his favorite fabrics to line his coffins with. <laughs> but now we're going to continue with a more blockbuster film school type thing. Hell yeah. We're going to do a quick drop. It is myself, Nicholas Souter, joined with the co-host. Usual mouth of the episode, Alex Bonner. Usual mouth is on my <laughs> business card. Nice. I can't say what's on mine, but I won't, but I will. So... <laughs> As uh, if you remember the quick drops, they are movies that we find infinitely rewatchable. Infinitely. Mighty big word, infinitely, it means five to seven. So <laughs> once every couple of years. Once every couple of years. Whatever somebody goes, hey, have you ever seen this? Like, have I? We just did one of mine, but you don't know that because it's a different <laughs> episode. So what we're doing now is one of Alex's episodes. Picks, one of the quick drop picks. Yup. And it is a movie from 1982. It is considered one of the greatest films ever made, directed by a complete maniac. Yes. We are, of course, talking about Jerry Lewis's lost film <laughs> about that clown. In it. No, we are talking about a different clown who wound up becoming the governor yes. of California, directed by a man who pulled a gun on Martin Sheen, yep. and it made him act better. John Millis. John Millis, the guy who survived Apocalypse Now. Yes, he did. Talk about fucking crazy you have to be. Of course, the movie that Alex screams lines out in his sleep, (laughs) we are talking about Conan the Barbarian. I've seen the symbol of two snakes coming together like this. Yes, I am a huge fan of the John Millis classic, Conan the Barbarian, with the Basil Pedrulia score. I still have no idea how to pronounce that guy's last name. I've never heard it pronounced. I think you just said it. I think possibly yeah. he's one of my favorite composers of all time. It doesn't really matter if you like fantasy or not. It is an R-rated fantasy movie. It created genres within genres. It created Arnold Schwarzenegger as a famous actor in the United States. It is. We're jumping ahead, though. Yes, we are. Conan the Barbarian is a film about a orphan child who watches Darth Vader kill his family in the whole village. Yep. He becomes a slave. He learns how to pump iron. Wink, wink. Kick and ass. then he goes on a rampage. Yep. Alex. Yes. I'm assuming you saw this very young. I did. I did. Which one of these negligent parents let you watch <laughs> this? Is it the one that always listens to the show? In a way. Okay, so here's how the story works for Conan the Barbarian. My parents, I believe probably from Blockbuster, rented Conan the Barbarian, and they were watching it. And I, as a child, heard the music for the opening from my bed and was like, what is this movie? And I went out and there was like a little space where from the second floor of our townhouse, I could see down to where they were watching the movie. And I sort of hid out and watched the movie from like a bird's eye view while they watched the movie. And I watched maybe about the first 40 minutes of the movie before my dad sort of with his like spider sense realized like, wait a minute. And then literally like just whipped around. and was like, hey, 
It was like, go to bed. And I was like, that's probably about six years old. And I went to bed and then I literally formulated a plan in my mind where I was like, they're going to go to sleep in about T minus three hours. And then I'm going to watch that fucking movie. (laughs) And at which point my parents went to sleep and I went downstairs and I pulled it out of the TV VCR in the living room and I took it down to the basement VCR and I started watching the movie at which point at one point my dad groggily woke up, came downstairs and was like, what's going on? I was like, I had to see this movie. It was awesome. And he's like, I know it is awesome. And they just went to bed and let me watch this movie in the middle of the night. You know, that's the exact same story, except that's how I got caught watching porn. (laughs) I mean, there's an element of Conan has a lot of like sexuality in it and violence. Not all of it's good, but there is there. It's true. It's true. It's it's a wild ass movie, a truly wild ass movie. And that's the first time I ever saw it. What was the first time you ever saw it? Uh, Here during the pandemic. (laughs) When I made you watch it. When you made me watch it. (laughs) You asked repeatedly. And then the edible was so strong mm-hmm. one night. I was like, yeah, let's just, just do it, man. Put it on. <laughs> and uh, I thought I was going to just have a really nice nap like I do every time I eat an edible. But I watched the whole thing. It's a good movie. I understand. Yeah. I think I missed my time period to see it. There's an element. Yeah. I, there's always that element of like, if you see something in your formative years, is it as good? But I've watched it many, many times since the score I appreciate more and more. I ab- score is amazing. It's yeah. very well directed. Yes. Cinematography is good. The acting is whatever, except for James Earl Jones, who has the weirdest fucking hair. In oh this my movie. God. He has bangs. He's an evil man with bangs, <sighs> man. He turns into a snake. Yes, he does. Yeah. It's about cults. Even in the fantasy dark ages, there's always some corporation trying to take over everyone and make them like them and make them how they want and enslave everyone. And the only problem is occasionally when you enslave some people, they actually get badass and they've had enough of your shit. I mean, there's an amazing part. He's like, I'm more your father than your father. And he's like, yep. And then he cuts his fucking head off. I was like, yeah, you made me. Spoilers. Also, all of the effects are practical effects. There's a part where he fights a giant snake and cuts its fucking head off. Spoilers. And there's blood and mayhem with a huge actual sword. And it looks great. It looks still to this day amazing. And John Millis, if you don't know, as Nick said, he was always a great writer. He wrote some of the cooler movies of all time, or at least of like the 70s and 80s ended up kind of being a little too crazy for Hollywood, but he was absolutely in that film school generation. He went to uh, USC with George Lucas and Steven Spielberg was friends with them and was in a way like for a long time, they thought was the best of them and the guy that they wanted and ended up working for Coppola and worked with Coppola and wrote Apocalypse Now and like worked with Altman he wrote Jeremiah Johnson, which if you've never seen Jeremiah Johnson, it's a really cool movie. He wrote Dirty Harry. You know what I'm saying? Like the guy, you know, has this crazy, he wrote some of the crazier like action movies of all time. And so I feel like this is a good time to interject. Yeah. You're obsessed with uh, mayhem in films. Yes. Where does this rank up there? <laughs> okay. Yes. It's such a wild movie. No one would make this movie now. 
I mean, I know they made Game of Thrones and stuff that literally even George R. R. Martin talked about how that movie kind of put it in his head. And then he was like, what if I really made a really wild, epic novelization of a world that was like this? It's not like Lord of the Rings. It's not like, you know, Harry Potter. It's violent and sexual and crazy and swords and blood and death and cults and And yet you have this guy who's the only guy who ever could truly play Conan the Barbarian. They tried to make the reboot with Aquaman and it didn't work. Nobody wanted to see it. They tried to do one with Kevin Sorbo and it was lame because Kevin Sorbo sucks on many levels. They did it with maybe the coolest immigrant in the history of modern world or at least the most successful. And Arnold is Conan the Barbarian and like some sort of chaos magic thing. He became it. He tried to do movies. He, they tried to change his name to Arnold strong and he made all this, you know, crap like Hercules in New York. And then Dino De Laurentiis, if you don't know who Dino De Laurentiis is and go back and listen to our Arnold Schwarzenegger episode, but Millis and Arnold were friends and they convinced Laurentiis to make this movie and it changed the whole game. And all of a sudden he was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then a guy named James Cameron could get a movie greenlit with his friend, Arnold Schwarzenegger called the Terminator. I mean, it just, and because it was this very different. Well, let's be fair. Mm. It's only because they couldn't get OJ. That's, <laughs> that is a fair point. That is a real Terminator. So, so we got, we got to wrap this up. But yes. First, my favorite scene is when he punches the horse. What's your favorite scene? My favorite scene is actually at the climax of the whole thing where the piece of shit bastards who killed his whole family, the dogs who work for James Earl Jones come and him and his buddy basically know they're going to die. And they set up like a hyper violent home alone scenario where they rig up a bunch of traps. And then Daniel Stern is great in this. Oh man. And he just has this, some Millis's writing I know is maybe I just like this kind of mayhem, but it doesn't feel cheeseball to me. He gets poetic when he feels like it. And Arnold issues this prayer to his God where it's like, and if you won't help me now, then the hell with you. Like, you know, it's interesting of the quick drop that you were saying, like that it has an element about life. Really. It has a, a lesson and a moral in it about no matter how much they beat you, no matter how much the world tries to tear you apart, like it is truly up to you of what you do with your life. And you could become a member of a cult. You could become just like them, or you could keep fighting and keep being better and keep trying to do something. And man, I adore that movie and I adore the writing in it and the music. And yeah, the acting is a little bananas sometimes because they had to film it in God only knows where and <laughs> use whatever actors they Pasadena. Can. <laughs> I think it was in like Turkey or something. Cause there's a great same st- difference. There's a great story about how there's a part where some dogs attack Arnold and Millis was like, yeah, yeah, totally. They're trained. And Arnold's like, I, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, no, the, this guy's a great dog trainer in Turkey. He does it. And this guy had not trained these dogs at all. They actually attacked Arnold and he actually, fought them. it's like insane. <laughs> but yeah, I remember I rented the DVD from Blockbuster of it, and there is an amazing commentary track with Arnold and John Millis in which Arnold is like, and those dogs, will they were not trained. You lied to me. You lied. <laughs> like, they were biting me, and you were laughing. You were laughing. Like, it's insane. It is such a crazy, crazy pants movie. And if you've never seen it, that's all I'm saying. That's the point of the quick drop. If you're asking a Blockbuster f- employee, What's a movie I should see? Conan the Barbarian. I just, just, just pop out of my mouth. 
I mean, if you're asking a Blockbuster employee what movie you should watch, first of all, that person has a time machine. <laughs> and they are fucking wasting it going back in time to go rent a VHS copy of Waking Life. <laughs> to talk you could to rent me? It. Yeah. It, Not just you. Roscoe and Western. Anybody. Go fucking... <laughs> Take a time machine, go back to the fucking south side and sell me a fake DVD player. But, um, yeah. Nick, do you want to buy a DVD player? I got one in my car. I got several. Don't worry. <laughs> um, we have to take a quick commercial break. Yeah. It was lovely having you. I'm not leaving. Oh, you are. Am I? Okay. Yes. What? So we're going to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. I don't know how long it's going to be because time's not real. But it doesn't fucking matter. That's so. true. It's an illusion. But anyways. Yeah. Stay tuned for more. Thank you very much. It's good to see you, Nick. You as well. Conan.